I'm a counsellor in private practice in Bendigo, Central Victoria, Australia. I love using ACT to support overwhelmed women develop skills and strategies to live more of the life that they've imagined. I've got some rather exciting news to share with you in this episode. Coming up soon, I'll be running a free live online workshop. I'm looking forward to connecting with you online and sharing some skills and strategies to help overcome the overwhelm that many of us are facing right now. I'll talk more about how you can join my workshop waitlist at the end of this episode. This is episode number 10 of The Act Counselor, which feels like a mini milestone of sorts. Thank you so much for listening and for those of you who have given such encouraging feedback. I'm really pleased to know that you're finding these episodes life-enhancing. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about sleep. You know, when people used to talk about sleep, it was like just one big yawn to me. I mean, who wants to talk about sleep, right? It's kind of like talking about the weather. It just happens, doesn't it? Well, it turns out it doesn't always just happen. And I've come to realize that getting good sleep is so important to our well-being. Sometimes we need to get really conscious about why we're not getting enough subconscious time. It turns out that there are many things that influence our ability to sleep or not sleep, as the case may be. If you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, sleep is in the base layer. So we're talking about physiological needs here. The thing with Maslow's theory is that we cannot attend to our needs that are further up the hierarchy when we don't have these physiological needs met. When we don't get enough sleep, it can impact so many other aspects of our life. So today is about coming back to the basics. When we do get enough sleep, our ability to cope with the ups and downs of life improves. We feel less overwhelmed and have more capacity to behave in ways that are aligned with what truly matters to us. Do you constantly feel exhausted? Do you constantly feel like you haven't got enough energy to get on with the day? Or if you sit down in the afternoon, you fall asleep, then all night your mind is racing. Maybe you prop yourself up with caffeine and sugar to get you through each day, only to be awake all night. When someone asks you the question, how are you? Your response is always the same. I'm tired. When I'm supporting people who are overwhelmed, they often tell me that they're not sleeping or not getting good quality sleep. The sleep deficit impacts their ability to cope with their emotions and their ability to make good decisions. When we are overtired, it becomes more difficult to be mindful, set boundaries and respond to challenging interactions effectively. Our ability to take care of other aspects of our well-being is also affected, such as making healthy food choices or getting sufficient exercise. Now, 
When I started reading and preparing for this episode, I found that there is a wide range of what is considered to be the optimum amount of sleep. Somewhere between seven and nine hours seems to be the recommended amount of sleep per night. It is tricky though to know exactly how much sleep you're getting, unless you have a device that measures. I must admit, I don't know much about the latest gadgets that do this. We're often not really sure exactly what time we fall asleep and then if there's periods of wakefulness during the night, it can be tricky to know exactly how many hours of sleep we've had. And it can be difficult also if we become really focused on the hours of sleep that we're getting or if we get too caught up in the use of gadgets and devices to measure our sleep. The worry about not falling asleep can indeed result in us not falling asleep. When we're feeling worried, stressed, anxious or overwhelmed, our fight and flight response is activated. And our fight and flight response is about mobilising the body to take action. This is the sympathetic nervous system doing its job. Any wonder when we're in this state, we have trouble sleeping. We need to come back into a feeling of relative safety in order to sleep. Rest and digest takes place in the parasympathetic nervous system. So the top 10 tips I'm going to share with you today are all about creating a greater sense of safety. There's a funny name that's used to describe creating good habits that encourage our bodies to rest. It's called sleep hygiene. Basically, it just means creating good habits to help you get to sleep. You might not be able to do all of these things at once, but if you can start implementing even some of these suggestions, you will most likely begin to notice some changes in the quality and hours of your sleep. So here's my top tips. Number one, try not to take naps during the day. It's really important that during the day you're awake so that your body is getting tired enough to fall asleep in the evening. If you really do need to take a nap during the day, try to make it no longer than 20 minutes. Make it after lunch, but before 3pm. You'll probably know this one. Avoid caffeinated beverages after 4pm in the afternoon for obvious reasons. Try some of the herbal teas that are available if you need to have a cup of something hot later in the evening. It's important that your bedroom is kept really dark. Try to use heavy drapes and cover up any gaps in the curtains if there's light shining through. And try to keep the room really quiet. If you struggle with noise, consider investing in some earplugs. They take a little bit of getting used to, but they might help. Try to avoid using your bedroom for other activities, such as watching TV, using your phone, gaming, work-related activities and phone calls. The idea here is to train your body to associate the bedroom with sleeping. If you listen to music or read in the bedroom, try to make it soothing rather than mentally stimulating music or reading. Some recommendations are to try to go to bed and get up at the same time each day. If you do really need to sleep in on a weekend, try to limit it to only one additional hour. Sometimes I recommend for people to have a notepad and pen beside them at night. When our minds are racing, there can be a reluctance to fall asleep because we fear that we will forget all the things that we need to do. 
writing them down signals to our brain that we won't forget. It can be a helpful strategy to put the thoughts out of your mind and onto the page. The absolutely most helpful thing that I've found for myself that sends me off to sleep almost immediately are bedtime stories for grown-ups where nothing much happens. These are stories by Catherine Nikolai, and I recommend this to anyone who's having trouble drifting off to sleep. Give these stories a try. And my final tip is called progressive muscle relaxation, and this is something you can do if you are having trouble falling asleep at night. Progressive muscle relaxation is an exercise that reduces stress and anxiety in your body by having you slowly tense and then relax each muscle. This exercise can help us feel relaxed and it's best to get into a habit with it to try and practice it frequently. Over time, you'll become more aware of when you have tension in your body and you'll also have the skills to help you relax. While I'm taking you through this exercise, each muscle should be tensed, but not to the point of really straining. If you have any injuries or pain, just skip that area of your body. What you're going to be doing is paying attention to that feeling of tightening and then releasing each muscle and noticing that there's a feeling of relaxation. So you might try this sitting back in a comfortable position or lying down, and you can shut your eyes if you're comfortable. And begin by taking a deep breath and noticing the feeling of air filling your lungs. Hold your breath for a few seconds. Now let that breath go slowly. Notice how the tension leaves your body. Take in another deep breath. Hold. And then slowly release the air. Even slower now. Take one more breath. Fill your lungs. Hold. And slowly release the breath. And imagine the feeling of tension leaving your body. Now, move your attention to your feet. Begin to tense your feet by curling your toes and the arch of your foot. Hold on to the tension and notice what it feels like. Then release the tension in your foot. Notice the new feeling of relaxation. Next, begin to focus on your lower leg. Tense the muscles in your calves. Hold them tightly. Pay attention to the feeling. Hold, hold, hold. And release the tension from your lower legs. Again, notice the feeling of relaxation. Remember to continue breathing, trying to elongate that out breath. Next, tense the muscles of your upper leg and pelvis. You can do this by tightly squeezing your thighs together. Feel the tension. 
hold, 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 and release. Feel the tension leave your muscles. Try and tighten your stomach and your chest. You can do this by sucking your stomach in. Squeeze harder. Hold the tension. Hold. A little bit longer. And release. Allow your body to go soft. Notice the feeling of relaxation. While we're going through this activity, continue to breathe. Breathing in slowly and allowing that out breath to be nice and long and slow. Feel it leaving your lungs. Next, tense the muscles in your back by bringing your shoulders together behind you. Hold them tightly, tense, as hard as you can without straining. And then hold, hold, hold. Now release. Feel the tension slowly leaving your body. And now notice how relaxed that feels. Noticing the difference that your body feels when you allow it to relax. Move to your arms now, all the way from your hands to your shoulders. Make a fist and squeeze. Hold your arms tight. Hold. 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 Release the tension from your arms and shoulders. Notice the feeling of relaxation in your fingers, hands, arms, shoulders. Notice how your arms feel limp and at ease. Move up to your neck and your head now. Tense your face and your neck. Squeeze the muscles around your eyes and mouth. Holding. Hold. Hold. Now relax. Notice this new feeling of relaxation. And finally now tense your entire body. Right from your feet, your legs, stomach, chest, arms, head, neck. Tense harder. Holding, hold, hold, and now release. And allow your whole body to go limp. Pay attention to the feeling of relaxation and how different it is from the feeling of tension. Begin to wake your body up slowly, moving your muscles. Adjusting your arms and legs. Stretch your muscles. Open your eyes when you're ready. If you're trying this before bed, you might just gently drift off to sleep at the end. Or if you've just tried this with me now, you'll want to come gently back in the room and bring yourself into a more awake state before you move on.
I'd really encourage you to try some of these ideas. And I'd love to hear if you find any of them helpful. Getting a good night's sleep is so important for our overall well-being and our mental health. When we get sufficient sleep, we are in a much better position to cope with the challenges of life, make good decisions, and relate to our loved ones more effectively. I'm noticing so many people are totally overwhelmed at the moment. There is so much going on in the world. I'll be offering a free online workshop coming up in the next few weeks. If you would like to be a part of that, you can find the sign-up page to my waitlist in the episode notes, and I'll update you with dates and times. I really look forward to connecting with you online and sharing some more about how to overcome the overwhelm in a world that is incredibly challenging. I hope you found today a useful episode. Take care and have a good night's sleep tonight. Until next time, bye.